We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Pack-A-Day Podcast, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Dan Kotnick, and uh, usually if we end up recording late on a Monday night, we're talking about a Monday night football game. Today, me, Eli Berkvitz, and Janelle Mackey stayed up late past our bedtimes to watch Aaron Rodgers on Kenny Main's last Sports Center show on Monday night. We're breaking it all down for you guys talking about what we're going through, all of the feelings with you. I'm sure that it's the news that everyone's going to be talking about tomorrow. Um, Janelle, Eli, how are you doing? How are you processing everything that we saw there? It was a whole lot of nothing, and then about 30 seconds of maybe something, and then 30 seconds of nothing. So, Eli, I'm going to start with you because you seem to be handling this the worst (laughs) out of all of us. Just tell Um, us how you're going right now. Yeah, so, you know, naturally my head goes to the worst possible place it can find and looking for every negative part. But but I want to preface this with nothing really new was said. No crazy quote that anyone's going to be jumping on. I mean, the media will because that's what they do. But I didn't see anything that was like, oh, my God, that really changed my perception on what's happening. But I will say that I didn't love – Rogers's tone when discussing the Packers. It almost felt like he kept talking about them in the past tense, like 
someone moving on. And then obviously you have, you know, him talking about the players, about the fans, about the coaches, didn't say a word about anyone in the front office. And we know, obviously, that's where a lot of the issues lie. He even went out and said, you know, the draft pick didn't bother him. He loves Jordan. He's a great kid. And uh, continued to say that, you know, his issues, I guess, it's just kind of about the philosophy, the character, the culture. So that that statement is what really what really made me the most nervous because number one, the Packers always seem like the team that has the right culture, has the right character, like so important to them and the right philosophy. But if Aaron Rodgers isn't seeing that and he's thinking they're going in a different direction than he sees it, that makes me nervous because we all know he wants to win. That's his number one thing. He wants another ring. And if he thinks the Packers philosophy is just draft, develop, draft, develop, draft, develop, and hoping some of these guys hit. Some did, most didn't, but some did. But right now he's realizing he doesn't have four to five years to mess around with a, with a group of rookies. He needs veterans who could come in and make impacts on day one. And I think he was just getting it. He's just fed up with year after year after year of getting acclimated to rookie receivers or undrafted receivers or all that kind of stuff, as opposed to just, Hey, not, and I'm not saying this trade for Julio, but I'm saying here's a Julio Jones. You know, here's an immediate impact player. That that's I think what he wants. Some you know, just some say, some some the team showing him that they're really pushing to win, not in the future. This this year, the Bucks they went all out. They could have mortgaged, and Bucks fans will not care. They could lose for 20 straight years. The Bucks fan, the Bucks organization went. We are going all in everything we got on 2020 and it worked and they won a Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers, in my my opinion, has always been better than Brady. And at this age, he's for sure better than Brady. And we still have a good team around Aaron Rodgers, a damn good team, in my opinion. So he just wants to win. I think the front office needs to show that to him, not just show it, but maybe act upon it. And then things can get hopefully on better terms and we can maybe get an extension, something like that. But Right now, yeah, I mean, this did not help my nerves, to say the least, since draft night. I'm still pretty on edge. Uh, Janelle, do you have anything to follow up uh, with that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, geez, Eli, give me something to talk about. Sorry, but... I'm very heated right now. I know that this is something Eli is extremely passionate about, so I was okay with letting him talk there. I mean, Rogers's guy, obviously I know kind of how he feels about it, but – I try and look at things a little bit more optimistically. I kind of look at Rogers listing off the things that he loves kind of as a, okay, there's still hope because there are things that he still does love and shows that he loves about Green Bay, whether it's players, fans, whatever it is. I try and look at it that way. I mean, for the most part, I he had that kind of stupid grin on his face the whole time he was talking. So you don't know exactly what he's thinking or what's going on, what's being said between the lines which kind of throws you off because, you know, everybody knows that Roger smile where it's like, okay, this could mean a thousand different things aside from what he's saying. But yeah, I think, I I don't know if I left watching that interview more or less one way or the other. Um, I think a lot of people maybe are a little bit confused just because, okay, there, I, I truthfully wasn't expecting him to actually say anything about it. So shout out to Kenny Mayne for actually, provoking some type of conversation even though Rogers 
kept trying to steer away from it. Uh, he did get him to talk about it a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know if this really tells us one way or the other, like, oh, well, now I'm certain he's gone, or, oh, well, he's for sure going to be here. I think it's still a lot of gray area, and I think that's kind of purposeful from Aaron Rodgers. I think that's what he kind of just does. He doesn't really put it all out on the table. He doesn't show his hand right away. He's going to just kind of tease everybody, give just enough to talk about it, but not enough where we all can kind of know exactly what's going on. And I think, I don't know, him not showing up to OTAs, whatever. He doesn't have to, but I, yeah, this, this conversation didn't really do much. It was, it was kind of more just Rodgers wanted to be there to kind of congratulate Kenny Mayne on a fantastic career. And of course he's provoking questions. So he's kind of bare minimum answering them. But I think for the most part, he only did it because he wanted to be there for a friend and not really talk about him. He wanted to talk more about Kenny. So he obviously didn't give us a whole lot of context, but just enough to kind of leave us questioning, which we already were doing. So it's really nothing different. It's just kind of something from his perspective now that we can talk a little bit about. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah, it's... it's something I think we all uh, built up a little bit today just because there hasn't been much of anything to discuss um, at, at least at least anything new, anything um, anything real. This was the first time obviously Aaron Rodgers has spoken to anybody in the media publicly since draft day when all of this kind of started to break and and all the plans were put into motion. Um, Personally, from from my point of view, I kind of fall sort of yeah, like right in, right in the middle of what you guys are saying is we we didn't learn anything new today, and I think really it didn't it didn't make me feel better about the situation, but it really didn't make me feel any worse about it either. Um, to me, the way I kind of uh, the way I kind of viewed that is if he's he's basically kind of saying. The problem is the front office. That's that's what I got out of that. Obviously, we're reading into everything that he's saying with this. He may have, I, I mean, literally just could have not mentioned the front office because who mentions the front office? Like, I, it, it literally could just be as simple as that. I know it's probably not, but I mean, it could just be that. Um, but if but if that's intentional and the problem is with the front office, then that does become a bigger issue or at least kind of puts the issue more in perspective that it's not so much about a contract. It's not really so much about, uh, I, I don't think, I don't think it's about uh, bringing in this player or that player or bringing in guys ready. Now. I, I think it's more, the issue is a personal issue with him and Aaron Rodgers or him and Brian Gutekunst. And Aaron Rodgers is a guy that is from what we've kind of seen in recent uh, years, ever since he's been a little bit more outspoken, he's very, he's very one to stick by his morals. You know, he has a, he has a strong moral code. He feels certain ways and he's doesn't really care if you don't like that, or if that doesn't vibe with you, he he's going to just do what he does. And so if that's an issue between him and Brian Gutekunst, I just find it hard to imagine that that kind of gets rectified by any kind of contract or money or free agent signing or whatever. And so to me, that kind of signals I'm going to play out the rest of this contract and then I'm moving on. You know, 
I'm not going to, I don't think that he is, I don't think that he's going to be one to force any sort of trade out of here or force any kind of big decision to be made on his behalf. I don't think that's what he wants. I think he just wants, I think he wants one more chance with this team. I think he does realize that this is a team that gives him the best chance to do something else the rest of his career. And then he's going to be done with the Packers. Does that mean retirement? Does that mean somewhere else? I don't know, but play out the rest of this contract and I'm done with Brian Gutekunst. I'm not working with Brian Gutekunst anymore. That's what I sort of get out of that whole situation. Just real quick to read um, sort of part of what he said. Uh, this was Jen Lott on Twitter um, writing this all down. Um, it's kind of about a philosophy. Uh, it's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. And a lot of this was put in motion last year and the wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP so this is kind of the spill of it all. Uh, the most important thing to Green Bay, Green Bay has always been about people from Curly to Lombardi and Bart Starr, Holmgren, Favre, and it's just all about, he just keeps saying that it's all about the people. Um, which, let me l- let me ask you about this, guys, because I, I kind of, this is where I sort of push back on, on Aaron a little bit here. Because a couple of years ago we had, we had the celebration of a hundred years of the Green Bay Packer organization. The the Green Bay Packers are going to be around after Aaron Rodgers, and they were here ninety some years before Aaron Rodgers. And they'll be here after every player that's on this team is gone. And so I understand that it's the players that make up this team, and it's the players and the the culture that they put there and everything else. But the organization, Aaron, is what got you here. It was it was the organization putting you in this position. It was the organization. Well, they drafted him. Right. They, is, you, is that, they, is, they drafted you. They've put the all the places pieces around you. So that's where I push back on Aaron a little bit. Is like I get that maybe you're a little you're a little sore with management at the moment, but They've got a job to do too, and it's not always making you happy, you know. Okay, I, I agree. And number one, look, I fully agree that no one player should have control over a team. There's a million moving parts to an NFL organization, but at a certain point, when you have a player of Aaron Rodgers' caliber entering his now 14th year as a starter, 17th year in the NFL, again. I don't think anyone's expecting him to be on draft night making the picks or in March calling up, you know, the free agents making deals. But I just think he wants the respect of the front office to listen to him, hear his opinion, and again, not just hear it, but try to at least act on it the best they could. And again, we have no idea. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Trades in the draft didn't work out or trade or, or signings in the offseason didn't work out. We don't know all the story. None of us do. But I will say that, you know, uh, Dan, you kind of said, you know, the Packers franchise got him here, which is true. They drafted him. They they had him sit behind far for three years, which at the end of the day clearly was the right move because we've seen what it turned into. But at the same time, since Aaron Rodgers became Aaron Rodgers, the Packers have been a lot more reliant on Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers is reliant on the Packers. With no Aaron Rodgers... The last 13 years of Packers teams would be would we would be a, a lion. We'd be the lions. We'd be the 
the bear, no, the bears might even be better. That's the sad part. Right? We, we, we would be, we would be a four to six team. We'd be a four to six win team per year at best without Aaron Rodgers with the roster the Packers had. And I agree at a certain point, organization over player, but I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers is asking so much that the Packers can't simply just say, okay, we'll do that. You know, if they already offered the money, then what more could it be? What what, what possibly more could it be that is having them, they, but they say no. When you have Matt LaFleur at a press conference saying, we want Aaron Rodgers back in the worst way possible. If you want him back that badly, then you meet his demands. I just, to me, it doesn't make sense. Well, but then what is like, what's the demands? Is it to keep Jake Kumro? Like, if if that's if that's the breaking point for Aaron Rodgers, that that just seems so. But it's not so pedantic, though. No, but it's just a buildup of thing after thing after thing, and then he goes out the day before Kumro gets cut. He praises him, talks about how excited he is to work with him, and then James Jones. I don't know if it was a tweet or if it was an NFL Network. He said himself, he's, he spoke to Aaron, and Aaron looked at Devante and Cobb as one and two, and Kumaro was going to be the number three receiver that year. and Or, or whoever two, maybe MVS was two, Devante was one, whatever year it was. But Aaron Rodgers considered Jay Kumaro as his wide receiver three. He trusted him. That's all that matters. If you're a quarterback and you have trust in your receiver, that is the biggest thing a quarterback can have. So for him to go on TV – Praise Jay Kumro and be excited about the wide receiver group. And if the following day for them to cut him to keep Malik Taylor, who caught five passes last year, I'm sorry. To me, th- that that seems like a slap in the face. It's like, hey, I just advocated for this guy. I like this guy. I'm the one who throws this guy the football. I trust him. I don't know my relate. We don't know his relationship with Malik Taylor, but he has always been high on Kumaro, and I don't care what his production says. He'll make it work. Jordy Nelson isn't necessarily the most athletic freak ever, but obviously Rodgers had a connection with him, and it worked. It worked damn well. So no, I'm not calling Jay Kumaro Jordy Nelson, but if you're a quarterback, you have a connection with a receiver, you keep that receiver. That's just logic. Why would you not? I know it was a small player was he, to many well, because people. because the player is Jake Kumro though. I mean, I, I, I get having I I understand I I I I do I really I do I completely understand where you're coming from, and I think it's a valid point. I I really do. But then again, at the same time, like on the other end of the spectrum, it's like it's Jake Kumro. Okay, but see that exactly though, Dan. But you're saying it's Jake Kumro, but in Aaron Rodgers' head, it was. It's Jay Kumaro. This is my number three guy. This is someone I can trust on third downs. This is someone I can trust who's going to be where I expect him to be, you know, running his routes and doing his assignments. So I get it. Most of the NFL world probably never even heard of Kumaro, or maybe they did because of just for fun. But in Aaron Rodgers' mind, at least according to James Jones, Kumaro was going to be the wide receiver three that year and going to make a contribution and then they just cut him the day after Rodgers came out publicly and praised him. This Janelle, is, I, I haven't talked in like ten minutes. I'm just, I just kind of, <laughs> I, I, I don't really jump in on Eli's rants. I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. If just kind of like speaking as if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I can understand the frustration when 
you kind of find something you think works, um, you know, hey, I think this is going to help us be successful. And then the organization kind of turns you down. But I mean, realistically, yeah, football's a business. It sucks. Obviously, players that I've loved have got cut from this team. Um, it, Yeah, to some extent, Rodgers has to also understand that they're trying to do their best job. So, I don't know. I kind of try and see both sides of everything, um, it, which is what makes it tough because, obviously, I love Aaron Rodgers, but I also love the Packers. Uh, I love the Packers even without Aaron Rodgers, but hopefully they can all – work it out, work it out together. And we don't have to worry about that. It's just, yeah, it's kind of what is it that is going to make him want to come back if it's really that broken? Like everybody, obviously all the, all the people that are close to Rogers talk about how it's fixable, but we realistically don't know what it is that needs to be fixed specifically. You know, we all kind of have our assumptions based on what's being said, what's being reported, but I mean, yeah, we we know. Okay, so Jay Kumaro obviously was an upsetting factor to Rogers, and I mean, yeah, Jay Kumaro. It might not seem like anything, but you know, it's kind of like when you've kind of reached your boiling point, and the smallest thing maybe sets you off. Um, obviously, he kind of mentioned in that Kenny Main interview that this is stuff that has been stirring for roughly a year now, and then the MVP win um, kind of opens things up to boil over like that because obviously now he's proven himself. So it's kind of, there's just a lot up in the air, a lot of stuff in the conversation. You know, he talks about how he loves Jordan love, didn't mind the pick, but you know, obviously talking about how a year ago is when all this kind of started. So it's easy to kind of speculate one way or the other. And I think that's just kind of what causes all this confusion is that, you know, the timeline kind of falls with the whole Jordan love thing, but he says he does love Jordan. So like I said, he could love him, but could still be upset about the situation just given everything that he has said. Um, I don't know. It's just, there, there's still so much that we could talk about so much that we could assume, but you know, what happens when you assume. So that's what makes it really tough. And obviously everybody is just keyboard angry on social media about it. Everybody has an opinion, you know, Rogers, he, He seemed relatively happy during that interview just to be doing it. This is the first time we've really seen him talk and come out. And, you know, he's just kind of trying to live his best life. And I think that's what's frustrating. I'm going to kind of segue into, obviously, the um, him not showing up to OTAs. But, you know, people so frustrated with him enjoying time in Hawaii with his fiance. You know, football is not going to be his life forever. He's trying to build life after football so I wish people would stop getting mad at him for enjoying vacation time with his fiance Shailene and uh, friends and enjoying a wedding and you know these practices aren't mandatory for him yeah it's the first time that he's missing them according to reports but also maybe he didn't have reasons before because he's been so football focused you know I think there's just so much more going on in his life now We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now where football isn't maybe in the direct spotlight, it's kind of sharing the spotlight with other things. So that could also be a factor too. Again, just full on speculation with that, but there's a lot more going on in Aaron Rodgers' life now where he has to kind of consider things from a different perspective. So that's just kind of, uh, again, I just, same as everybody else, my mind is just kind of stirring. I'm just kind of blurting out what's coming into my mind. But yeah, I mean, Rodgers, he has a thousand things to think about now. And as you get older, you kind of have to think about nearing, like, obviously he's going to near the end at some point, but, you know, obviously planning for life after football and having to kind of build that security. So maybe that's what is kind of causing issues with the Packers is just kind of needing to know what the future looks like with this team and kind of having that security with them before anything can happen. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC, maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, and I, I think what it is to like just kind of to kind of summarize what I'm thinking and feeling about it is um you know he kind of he made this comment very early on in the in the uh interview which I think a lot of people caught was he made the reference to wedding crashers at the beginning where he's talking about you know like well, you can get some like you get some miles I'll get some miles you know you want to throw a little bit our way that's fine too you know just kind of working out that negotiation and he was talking you know I think if I remember right, when he was talking about it, he was um, he was talking about, you know, talking with Kenny Maine, not he wasn't referring exactly to the situation with the Packers. But I think that that's kind of in the in the back of his head. That seems like a bit of a Freudian thing. And, you know, I think maybe that's kind of where we're at right now. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers have been married for 16 years now. And, you know, a lot of relationships and, and marriages and things like that. end not because someone did something wrong or, you know, or cheated on you or, or, you know, did something, but you just kind of find yourself in, you, you grow and you find yourself in different places. And the Packers, I think grew and found themselves in a different scenario. And I think Aaron Rodgers 
has sort of found himself in a different scenario. Like what you just said, Janelle, I think he's, I think he's in a very different place right now than he was five, 10 years ago when football was his entire life. He was an absolute grinder and, you know, we didn't, it was kind of before, you know, the pre, uh, I guess like, um, you know, bohemian air riders that we've gotten over the last, <laughs> last couple of years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you know, like he's in the, he's near the end of his career. He knows that he's, he's in the most committed relationship we've seen him in. He's planning on getting married. He's spending time, you know, starting his family basically, you know, and the Packers a couple of years ago had a complete change. And I think that's, I think that was, that was, that's, I think where the biggest riff is, is he didn't have Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy anymore. That was who he had his entire career. He felt comfortable with that. They knew him. They were, they were all intertwined together. Now you have a new regime coming in that has a different mindset. And, you know, if this was, if this had happened five, 10 years ago, Maybe Aaron Rodgers is more open to it. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't sit as but, as poorly with him. But now that he's in a different mindset and the Packers are in a different mindset, now you have these two that work together that find themselves have grown differently and maybe have grown apart. And so maybe it's time in the near future. I, I'm not saying now, but I think maybe maybe that's where we kind of realize the Packers and Aaron know that we have three more years left to this. We're going to do everything we can. We know that this is coming to an end, and once it's done, it's done, and we've moved on. We're moving on to the to the next chapter of our lives. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know uh, the if this the exact details of this with the when they switched to Goody for GM, and there was the Rust Ball or Goody kind of thing. I remember Rogers have a, having a pretty strong opinion, leaning towards Goody over Rust Ball, which is why. It's, it's a little bit confusing, at least from what it seems, that the biggest issues are between Goody and Rodgers as opposed to anyone else in the organization. But but once again, like my overall feeling, and Rodgers said it again tonight, he loves loyalty, he, he loves the fans, he loves the people. Like for him, and, and he's mentioned in the past, you know, whether it was Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, Kobe Bryant, someone going and starting their career somewhere and finishing it in the same place is special. And I think he wants that. I think he's seen other veterans in the NFL leave their longtime home and then become irrelevant on some other team where they're not that good because they were a, a crappy team to begin with. So they traded all of their assets and then you're just stuck with a bad team. So I think Aaron Rodgers is smart enough to know that ending up in Denver or Las Vegas isn't going to bring him a Super Bowl if all of your talent and future draft picks are coming to the Packers' way. You're not going to win like that. And I know, at least I can't, I can't say I know, but I believe Aaron Rodgers' number one goal is to win another ring. And either of you can dispute me on this if you'd like to, but is there a team within the whole, whether it's the Packers or anyone involved in the trade discussion that gives Rodgers a better chance at a ring than the Packers? No, I want to say no, but I also I, I, I talk about being optimistic, but I feel like if a team were to figure out a way to acquire him, I don't enjoy saying that, but 
if they were, that team would have to go all out and try and get anybody they can. That they would have nothing left. See, right, exactly. They would, you know, yeah. they would have to. It would have to be that year that they. It, it'd have to be a Tom Brady with the Buccaneers situation where they get him and they have to. It has to be that year or nothing because that there's just not any teams. But even would, still, let's say you have on Denver. There's not. Lost, so I feel like you need a quarterback that kind of, uh, you know, have an entire team minus a quarterback where it's like Rodgers is the only missing piece. I think that any organization would have to definitely build around him, which isn't that kind of what he would want the Packers to do. And they're kind of trying to do this. So that's what would confuse me is if he's trying to chase another Super Bowl, especially, you know, coming in Packers are making changes with the defense and the special teams and they drafted some very key players. Um, I don't know. Good. You're saying that's good. Yeah, I think yeah. that the Packers last year we I don't remember which of you have talked about this with, but you know last year it was felt like drafting for the future, and this year felt like drafting for the now. So it's kind of just hoping that maybe Rogers sees that, sees that you know this is the team that wants to go all in right now. They don't want to win in a few years; they want to win this year, and hopefully those are things that he can see. Again, don't know exactly what the key issue is what is making this whole mess happen but uh I feel like the Packers are trying right now to do their best to be the best team that they can and hopefully that persuades their MVP quarterback to be with them in week one I mean there's only so much you can do unfortunately you know if Rodgers genuinely doesn't want to be here then you really can't make him be here. So that's what's tough. And I don't think that it's so sour that Rogers is going to put his foot down like that and, you know, completely turn his back to the organization. But again, we don't know what's happening behind closed doors. We don't know the conversations that they're having. You just kind of hope that things are trajecting in a positive way. Uh, and I think a lot of that is why, you know, Rogers, he seems to be a relatively private person. So I wasn't expecting to get much out of this interview. I think uh, obviously there's some things you can nitpick from it, but I mean, it, it makes it really tough to kind of understand somebody who's so private and kind of has that philosophical thought process. You never really know what's going on inside his head until he breaks it down for you. So we're probably going to be questioning for a while. I don't remember the exact date that he is mandated to. June 8th, I believe. June 8th. So still got a few, I think that's probably like two weeks or so. Um, still got some time before he actually has to be there. And then we'll know if it's an actual issue or not. But I mean, there, there's just so much up in the air right now. We could, obviously, this has been the talk since the draft, and I kind of can't wait till it's over. I hope that it ends on a positive note, but I think a lot of people are just kind of getting sick of the narrative and kind of everything that comes with it, how every little thing that Rogers does draws attention. People try and pull narratives that maybe don't exist or whatever, but... I mean, I've seen some tweets saying, you know, Kenny asked about if he wanted to be traded and he kind of ignored the question, but, you know, is that purposeful? Why, like, would he really come out and just give a flat out answer? I think he sometimes likes to leave everybody thinking 
until he wants to say it himself, you know, if that makes sense. So I think a lot of the point of this interview was he wanted to do it for Kenny. He kind of gave gray area answers and he, for the most part, I mean, we've been seeing this basically since that post game interview after the NFC championship game loss, he always gives very vague answers that leave you questioning. So I really wasn't expecting anything different. I think that's exactly what we got. That's just kind of how he's been. And you can read into it all you want, but until basically he has to show up, then we'll maybe know a little bit more. Okay. This is a little worse than we thought or a little better than we thought, whatever it may be. Real quick, quick, Dan. Yeah. Just about um, what you were saying in regards to, him uh forgot forgot what i was gonna say dan dan <laughs> take it away i'm sure it'll come back to me if it comes back to you just interrupt me and tell me to yeah, shut up absolutely um no i janelle i think everything you said exactly right and i think that it goes back to really nothing nothing came out of this as i think we all kind of expected it now oh. we're we're still just waiting until June 8th. Go ahead, Eli. I'll let you take it away. Yeah, just, just so I don't forget. I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off. But I, I just think that, like Jen said, how private he is and all that, like he knew if he's going to go on Sports Center, Kenny Main, retirement show, you're going to get asked these questions. And in my opinion, if he was like 100%, I'm out, I'm, I, I'm, I am leaving, I am not going back to Green Bay, I don't think he would put himself in a position to be asked those questions because even if he just denied it, the mm-hmm. body language of this, that will be nitpicked, everything. I think just the fact that he was willing to make that public appearance, even if he just wants to sit there and say it's all about Kenny Mayne's retirement and his career, which was a great career, and congrats to Kenny. I hope he enjoys retirement. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers maybe makes that appearance if it if if in his mind he knows he's he's leaving the Packers because he knows he's going to be asked about it, and if in his mind he's already gone, you're going to have the whole media going at you with anything you say, and the fact that he came on makes me feel like you know they're still negotiating or he's still optimistic that that he's going to be there because in my opinion I'm starting to believe that he he never wanted to like this has kind of been an orchestrated attempt at showing the front office that he needs to maybe have more of a say in what's going on. And that while he would, if he absolutely have to leave green Bay, but in the end he does, he really does not desire to leave green Bay is is my general belief. Well, and just kind of, you know, with the way he talks and stuff, I mean, this is the first time he's come out and said anything and I totally understand why he's been quiet up until this point and why he really didn't say much because he he knows anything that he says will and probably like it will be taken out of context. Everything will become a story. So people do half hour podcast episodes about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, you know, it's the same reason a lot of us ignore people on our social medias because, you know, it's just not worth the conversation. You don't want things to be taken out of context not everything needs a reply so especially being Aaron Rodgers and in the situation he's in he knows that anything is that's said any comment he makes it'll all turn into a giant story I mean he posts stuff about the half million dollars he's raising for small businesses and it's everybody's just like 
are you coming back? What's the situation? <laughs> Screw you, whatever. It's like he's out here doing amazing things for small businesses and people are also so focused on like what he's doing, making him out to be a monster because whatever, maybe like they don't truly know the situation, but they're mad at him. And it's like, I think that's a lot of the reason why this is the first time we're really seeing anything from him because if it wasn't Kenny Mayne, his retirement, he probably never comes on and does anything like this. So I think, yeah, he, he knows what he's doing. Aaron Rodgers is a very smart man, obviously, so he knows what he's doing. He knows how to kind of sway his words. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's we. I don't know the next time we'll actually hear anything from him, but he's just kind of out there trying to live his best life and basically avoid all of us at all costs and just kind of be happy. But, I mean, kudos to him trying to live his best life. It's just – it's exhausting – for us obviously as fans to kind of watch it drag out but there you, you have to kind of understand you have to see from both sides why he is kind of doing the things he is yeah and I, I think that we'll kind of end we'll kind of wrap up with with that kind of what you were saying Janelle you've you've mentioned it a couple times before already is you know before this happened tonight we all and we all knew it was coming but before this you know the news was missing OTAs and videos of him in Hawaii partying with uh, his fiance and um, Miles Teller and singing bad karaoke, playing guitar, dancing like drunk white people like to dance. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I I'm with you, Janelle. I, I think a blanket statement is just, bleep all of you if you are mad at Aaron Rodgers for that or criticizing him for this. I, I I really did not understand the hatred or the vitriol that I saw from some some people that are, are fairly fairly big names in the Packer Twitter uh verse. Um it was very shocking to see some of the replies like guys it is it's not even Memorial Day yet the cicadas haven't even fully come out yet in the Midwest. Like I promise you, relax. I could be in Hawaii instead of going to work. I would, I would exactly like you tell me if your boss told you here's this voluntary meeting you can come to, or you can go to Hawaii with your fiance and friends, which one would you do? And I think that should answer, that should answer all of your questions, which I think the most surprising thing in that video is I didn't know Rogers played guitar. So it's yeah, like awesome. there's all these things that you know he's enjoying doing. He's a big music guy. Yeah, so it was it's just kind of cool to see him in his element outside of football. And like Shailene has said in interviews before, she sees him as a very different person. She doesn't see him as the football guy. And I think that you can kind of see that in these videos. Like mm-hmm. he lifts himself and truthfully, if you're an Aaron Rodgers fan, just kind of watching him like that should make you happy and I get it. I'm a Packer fan and an Aaron Rodgers fan, but this wasn't like he was ditching mandatory practice to go be in Hawaii. That's not happening. Obviously, this is he's been there a while because I don't remember when he first got there when the reports first happened that he was in Hawaii. But you know, let him enjoy his time. He's put enough. He's put so much time into this organization where 
missing the voluntary OTAs is not the end of the world. Um, okay, I, I totally agree with you, Jen, but a little not breaking news of any kind, but Adrian Amos tweeted 10 minutes ago, sometimes you got to let people know who really what, who really runs shit. And I don't know about you two, but Aaron Rodgers runs the Packers, in my opinion. So, I don't. I mean, not to you know wrap anything up or whatever. Yeah, my bad on that loud sound. But for the two of you, if right now so it was it was Aaron Rodgers or Brian Gutenkunz, where are you going? I mean, I would probably take Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I don't want to say <laughs> because you I, want I to can, I, I can see both, obviously, just because I'm I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. This is where I want to see him. But I also understand Gulkins has made more moves than people realize. He'll he'll kind of always be on my shit list, considering the first thing he did was cut Jordy. So I'll always have that little bit of beef with him. So sometimes I get where Rodgers is coming from, but <laughs> I mean. He's done some incredible things too, and that that's what makes it tough. He is trying to build that team around Rodgers, but I just think, yeah, I, I can't not I can't not pick Rodgers. I mean, okay, I guess I'll I'll say it. I I'm not taking the quarterback that's basically said he's only one going to be here for the next three years. Well, no, he. Well, then you just bring Gutekunst back in three years. No, no, <laughs> no. If he was given the opportunity for more than three years, I'm sure he would take it. I think the main thing was that he's saying, "You better give me at least three years." But like I like I think I said last week's show, when he was on the Rich Eisen show last offseason, he'd be very specific. I want to play till I'm 45, win a Super Bowl and ride off into the sunset. And I get that's not the case for everyone, but I'm saying if he's 40 and wants to continue playing and assuming the Packers are continuously good during those three during the next three years, I don't see any reason why he would play for a different team unless we had another Jordan Love situation. But assuming he's playing well and he's 40 and wants to continue playing, it wasn't like he said, I want to play in Green Bay until I'm 40, but then I really want to go to the Niners to finish my career. It's like no, like just give me till forty. Just give me these three years. I mean, let, let's 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 be honest here too. Aaron Rodgers is in the best bargaining position of his entire career. Yeah, essentially leverage, at this yeah. point, he is the most value right now. And so, if he's upset about this, then yeah, that's that. It makes sense. But let's also recognize that he's in this situation because of what Brian Gutekunst has done. Because of what Mark Murphy did, we could still be toiling away with Ted Thompson, RIP, and mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy. Like, imagine, like that, that, that's where the issue was. The decline that we were seeing was because of the team and the coaching staff and everything around Aaron Rodgers not working well together. What happened? They brought in Brian Gutekunst. He makes all the changes that he needs to make. He rebuilds the team and the offense in what he wants to do and what Matt LaFleur's vision of the offense is. And what happens? Aaron Rodgers balls out. We'll never know if Matt LaFleur isn't here with this system and Brian Gunnikus doesn't make the moves that he does to put the team around him if Aaron Rodgers plays at the same level. There has to there 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 has well, to be I agree it's, it's, on the LaFleur point. This, 
I, I don't know so much offensively in terms well, but uh, the de- I mean, look at the defense. defensively I agree I mean that that's I mean there there's there's so many Even moves that Brian... we still always somehow lose in the playoffs due to our defense but continue we lose in the playoffs because the playoffs are a fluke anyway <laughs> yeah um like th- there's 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 two sides to this it's 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 a lot more 50 50 than I think a lot of people like to admit they say well Aaron Rodgers came out and he had an MVP season they were expecting him to suck and that's why I don't think that's really what they were expecting I think what they were expecting was exactly what they had they they want Aaron Rodgers to succeed in this offense that's why they built this offense around basically being able to make it easier for Aaron Rodgers late in his career so that he's not playing hero ball so that he's not having to shoulder a, a terrible defense and, and do all these things. That's exactly, this is exactly what we've wanted this organization to do around Aaron Rodgers. And so I feel that comfortable. Hasn't worked for, I mean, it's worked to a point, but then you get run over for almost 300 yards versus the Niners. But there's only, that- but, but there's only so much you can do in a short amount of time. And then also again, I have to say, to keep reiterating to everybody that points to points to rings, rings, rings. The playoffs, especially football, are a gigantic crapshoot. Of course, it's not the best team that wins. It's not always the team that deserves to win. It, I mean, a million things happen to to make to make it to the Super Bowl, and it doesn't matter sometimes if you make every right move. You can still lose on a fluke play. You can still lose on a on a couple of calls and a double doink got him. Exactly, exactly. And so, so the the organization now has started their new regime with Gutekunst and Matt Lafleur. That's what I'm moving forward with. If I want Aaron Rodgers to be a part of that as long as possible, if he doesn't want to be a part of that, then that's going to suck. It's going to hurt. But I'd rather move forward with the organization that's ready to build for the future, keep building for the future, winning now, and have the system in place to be successful with anybody back there because that's what this that's what this team is built around right. to be successful with to be successful with anybody and not having to rely on the championship quarterback. To, to be the to be the end all be all of it. That's what this is designed to be on. And so it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a catch twenty two answer. But would you pick Aaron Rodgers or Brian Gutekunst right now? But if it was me, if I'm looking just strictly for the next ten years or so, I'm picking Brian Gutekunst. Well let me ask you let me ask you this first off. Number one Again, nothing in the NFL is guaranteed. You know, anyone could get hurt on any play, this, that. But Aaron Rodgers, considering his overall health and his diet and the way he's been able to keep in shape, and outside of two fluke collarbone injuries, he's, for the most part, stayed healthy throughout his career. I find it completely conceivable to imagine he plays another five seasons in the NFL. Even if he doesn't get to what he said on Rich Eisen, dream show, dream dream life 45. If he gets to 42, talking about five more seasons of Aaron Rodgers with a lot of the key pieces around him, assuming they got a deal done with Devontae and Jair over the next year or two. So would you prefer moving on with love into kind of, you know, 
the unknown basically with a maybe promising rookie that if we're being honest with ourselves, we, we really don't know. He didn't play preseason. We didn't see any, he didn't take a single snap. We have no idea what he really looks like. Or would you rather trade Rogers? Yes. Get some players, get a bunch of picks and then yeah, move on into that. Or do you stick with Rogers and say, okay, yeah, he's aging this, that he also just won an MVP. Let's commit. We're at least the next three to five years to Aaron Rodgers, build the best team around him we possibly can, and win us and win a ring. If it puts us in some cap issues in the future, oh no, okay. Teams have cap issues every year and they manage to figure it out. And the new TV deals are going to explode the cap anyway. So I don't want to hear anything about the cap. So all I'm saying is if the Packers are real about winning, in, I'm talking about the near future. It's with Aaron Rodgers because just also side point, Devontae Adams, unless the Packers offer him stupid money, is not going to sign with the Packers if Rodgers leaves, in my personal opinion. He'll probably just follow Rodgers is what I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of made those comments where he'd have to think a little bit harder, which, of course, I mean, of course, that hurts a little bit. But, I mean, you know, Devontae, he's somebody who also wants to win. He wants to be where he can be at his best and most useful. So I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I feel like my brain, the gears in it just are not working right through this whole, everything about the situation. It's just, it, it almost just feels like a bad dream. We'll all wake up in September and it'll all be okay. So that, that's just kind of the, so. the life I'm trying to live, you know, it's, it's tough. And yeah, I mean, I was a little bit younger, not as into football when the whole Favre thing was happening. So I was a little bit naive during it. You know, I didn't really understand. I just kind of, I felt like I had to hate Brett Favre for it, but Hmm. really, I don't know if I'll really, you know, I, I don't think I could ever hate Aaron Rodgers. I've defended him for how many years, like basically there's always been some kind of story about Rodgers uh, it just seems like he can't catch a break, but I mean, this one is kind of the more realistic one that has been brought to us. It's just kind of like, it's, it's exhausting that there's always an Aaron Rodgers story and that they're almost never positive. So we don't really have anything, you know, coming off of an MVP season, really don't feel like we get to celebrate the way we want to because all this is happening. And I just want everything to work out, everything to be okay. I I don't deal with change well, and I think that's what makes it so hard is I I would definitely struggle watching Aaron Rodgers if he were to go play with another team and kind of just... Yeah, kind of- don't speak that blasphemy. I, I am just <laughs> being an honest person here, and, yeah. you know, it's something that would be extremely difficult, and yeah. I think what would make it 10 times, 100 times harder would be if it were he leaves on bad terms with the Packers. I think I, I if mm-hmm. there were to be separation between the organization and number 12, I just want it to be in a way that is amicable. And it's like, you know what? Just realize that this wasn't working. We mutually part ways, still love each other. You know, Rogers doesn't, you know, F you Green yeah. Bay and just well, go you know- with someone else. It's, you know, I want... A healthy breakup, but I I prefer, you know, the mediation. Everything's going to work out. That's what I'm hoping for. You know, Janelle, 
the response I have to that is, and people in hell want ice water. So yeah, I Dad, wouldn't expect zero I wouldn't expect that that happens. So <laughs> yeah, um, like, oh yeah, we're just gonna break up after 16 years, but it's cool. Just, we're cool. I'll see you next week I, though when I beat your ass. Just okay, okay, and everything's okay. No, it's cool. I'll see you in week four on the Broncos when I beat you 37 <laughs> to four. Nice decision there, Brian. I'm sorry. I love the Packers. Yeah. I, I would see Rodgers retiring before I see him in another. I don't know what it is about it. I just I would prefer it. I could I, see him retiring before he goes and does hey, that. You know, both of you have taken this into a world of it's like, okay, is there where is Aaron Rodgers being traded or retired? No, like, I, what do you say? I just try Very and look negative. at things from all different spectrums, but I understand that, but some spectrums are the worst. Where I stand with it. And the only, you know, I, I don't know. There's only one situation that I will truly be happy with, but, you know, I watched Jordy in a Raiders jersey, killed me, but I did it. So as long as it's not that god-awful purple, I think... Oh. I would. Don't even put the words in the game. Yeah, don't even put it out there, Janelle. You know, uh, it's almost midnight, Dan. It's almost 1 a.m. where you are. I know. We're kind That's of why I'm trying to wrap this up. Conversation, and I think we're all just kind of in our emotions right now. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think we've I think we've said all we can say at this point about um, a five minute interview with Kenny Main on Sports Center, which focused mostly on wrapped up any better. Kenny Main with oh the yeah latest wrap up. In yeah. review history. Oh, yeah, that was well, funny. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you check it out if you didn't. If you didn't watch it live or haven't seen the clip, make sure you check it out because Kenny Main did a great job. Again, shout out to Kenny Main for being one of the realest OGs on the ESPN network. Um, guys, we wrap this up uh, before we end it. Let us know where the people can find you out on the Twitterverse. What you've got to promote coming up? Anything at all? Eli, go. Um, you can find me on Twitter at book of Eli underscore NFL. You can find, uh, all my writing over at packerreport.com and then some of my writing and scouting at crockerreport.com. And of course, check out every Thursday at six 30, uh, open book on game on Wisconsin. Uh, we actually just had Tremont Williams on the show yesterday. If you, uh, on Sunday, if you had not seen that yet, uh, I highly recommend you check that out. Yeah, it was a fantastic interview that you guys all did together. Kudos to both to both of you and, and Zach as well in there. Amazing interview. Again, if you haven't watched that on Game on Wisconsin's uh, feed, check that out right now. Janelle, what do you got? Yeah, right now it's all hockey, everything hockey. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you follow me, or you probably unfollowed me if you hate hockey, but... Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm currently watching the Wild. I might be sad or I could be happy. I don't know. I've got 11 minutes to figure out my mood. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, everything hockey right now. So, obviously, the first line podcast that I do is going to be popping. Um, if you hate hockey, sorry about my feed. You can just mute me until the season's over. But definitely you should be watching it, which, Dan, I know you're happy about the Bruins advancing. Very happy. So, uh yeah. Taylor Hall is going to win me a Stanley Cup, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Taylor Hall, he yes, he is. He finessed the league, and now he is making his way to the second round of playoffs. But 
yeah, so First Line Podcast, where you can find my hockey stuff. I also, obviously, every other Tuesday with you guys on Packaday, I have my Minds of the Game that I do with Brandon Bostic, and then obviously Game on Wisconsin Open Book every Thursday with Eli and Zach, which Eli just mentioned that we just had Tremont on, which was awesome. So yeah, got got to keep busy in the off season. We got a lot of good stuff. So yeah, keeping busy and doing my best to avoid basically anything Packers right now. I'm just hockey world, and I'll just be you know I don't want to double down on my sadness. So I just kind of focus on hockey There's right no now. Stat. Jen, you're being highly negative. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. No, for being an optimistic person, I yeah. am extremely negative right now. You're winning the game. That's the worst part. It's like your team winning. And either way, my, my final thing is that I still fully believe Aaron Rodgers will be a Packer next season, and I'm very excited about it. Oh my gosh. Eli, you put something out there and I thought that Vegas was just going to score and I was about to punch you through my computer. Okay, number one, the jinxes don't exist and Vegas doesn't exist either. Yeah, right? I was going to say, what is Vegas? Oh, Vegas. Whatever. <laughs> you can find me <laughs> on Twitter at DK all the way. Not much going on right now. Hopefully have some more things coming up with Game on Wisconsin here in a little bit. As we get into the off season, but you can always find me, Eli and Jen, here every other Tuesday on the Packaday Podcast. Make sure you're following us, subscribe, rate, and review all of that stuff. Check out over on YouTube, Andy Herman doing all of his stuff on the daily Packaday videos. Um, and the other thing too, please, if you haven't done so, take a second to give us a review, give us a rate, five star rating if you like the podcast. Let us know what you think. It helps us out a lot, even more so than even just subscribing. It's it's just as important as doing that. So we really appreciate everyone that's done that. If you haven't done that, we really appreciate you to do so. Stick with us to the rest of this offseason. So we get closer to the June 8th deadline, when we might see the next bit of Aaron Rodgers news. But until then, everybody, until we talk again, take it easy and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. And Aaron Rodgers, for making us stay up this late, just for five minutes of that, we have one thing to say to you. F*** you, Aaron Rodgers. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.